You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 367. When you make the decision, actually make the decision. That's probably my very first thing. Don't say you made the decision, but then don't make the decision to allocate the proper effort that's necessary to make that decision you know, become a success. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. It is your host, Brent Daniels, and I'm excited. I'm excited because wholesaling is the most amazing business of all time. Wholesaling real estate, I am telling you, I want to start with this. I want to start with a lot of energy in this podcast because I've got a phenomenal guest that's going to bring the energy as well. But I think it's really, really important in our daily life. I want to challenge you guys all. If you are listening to this, if you are watching this on the YouTube channel, Brent Daniels Real Estate on YouTube, I want to challenge you that for the rest of the week, for today and the rest of the week, I want you to have a minimum energy and enthusiasm level of an 8 out of 10 as a minimum because I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't think the level of energy and enthusiasm is talked about enough in the wholesaling industry. You know, we could sit behind and we can we can have dark rooms and we can have dark you know, kind of just kind of like unenthusiastic thoughts or the way that we go about our day. But if we change our state, I am telling you, you will quadruple your business instantly because the state of mind that you have, the energy, the enthusiasm, the passion you have for this business is going to come through. It's going to help all of these distressed property owners. It's going to shine through with your cash buyers. And I've got a perfect example of it here on the podcast today. So I'm challenging everybody, minimum eight out of 10 energy and enthusiasm for the rest of the week. Okay, that's number one. And number two is if you have any problem with that, if you have any struggles with that, just remember, it's really easy to be enthusiastic and energetic when you love what you do, when you fall in love with this business every single day. A person that is in love with this business that is going to bring so much energy to this podcast and it's my pleasure to introduce from Anaheim, California, Mr. Keith Rucker. Keith, say hello. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Let's get it. Let's get it. Well, Keith, you are in California. So it is, everybody says right off the bat, everybody says California is really hard. California is really competitive, especially Anaheim. In some of these bigger markets, you know, it's not even worth trying. It's, you know, it's really, really difficult to get your foothold. Tell me about that. Tell me about that thought. Tell me about what got you into wholesaling and and how you keep your energy so high to go out and succeed every single day. Yeah. So a couple of points. So as far as Anaheim and really Southern California being competitive, it's a fact. It definitely is. There's no doubt about it. There are a lot of people out here that are very ambitious about wholesaling. There's a lot of people out here putting in a lot of good work. I actually got into wholesaling just like I'd say 99.9% of the people that get on this podcast, YouTube. You know, it was on YouTube. I think it was Max Maxwell. I'm pretty sure it was. It probably where I first heard the, the word wholesaling. YouTube University started getting into the research. I think I, I found bigger pockets first. Then I found you guys and, you know, the rest was history. I have uh, an Airbnb business out here right now that I run. 
that does pretty good right now. So I started to have a lot of free time because that, that business is starting to run autonomously. And I wanted to make more money. You know, I wanted to find a place to, to put my money into. Uh, it was either buy a Ferrari or put my money into a business. <laughs> so I decided to go ahead and put my money into the business and try to be sound. Yeah, true story, actually. So, you know, here I am. I looked into it. It was definitely something that I was interested in. Love the platform. and love the model. And I can definitely see how you're able to kind of build things from there. So I'm excited about it. Awesome. So did you grow up in California? Did you have I family did. in real estate? Like how to go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm originally from the Bay Area, from San Jose, California. I've been here in Southern California for about three years. No one in my family is in real estate, not a person. Still to this day, I don't know half the things, terminology, words, phrases that people tell me when I'm talking to people about buying their house and they give me these acronyms. I'm like, do you want to sell your property? Yeah. 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 Do you want to sell? Yeah. I still don't know. So uh, again, to answer the question directly, no one's in real estate, kind of getting just the education by by fire as I get out there and talk to people every day, even though I know wholesaling doesn't have a whole lot to do with real estate. I didn't know anyone that had anything to do with real estate prior to me join, you know, joining uh, TTP a few months ago. Gotcha. And you said that you'd run Airbnb. I think this is really popular. I actually just bought an Airbnb. Is this something that you, you own these properties or are you doing the management of these Airbnbs? So neither one actually. So I guess a lot of people use the term Airbnb or rental arbitrage or something. So I rent them. I have a company that goes out and they rent properties from people. But instead of obviously us living in the property, we turn the property into an Airbnb. Got it. So that's what we do. Yeah, I have 14 of them out here in in Orange County right now. Awesome. Awesome. That got you going. That got your feet wet. That got you really comfortable. But over the last three years, you've been working on your wholesaling business. No, no, no. I've been wholesaling for... Two months. months. (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. So that's what I wanted to get to. It's like really fresh. You're just into it. You've already done a deal, which we'll talk about here in a bit. In two months, he's already done a deal. It's so incredible. But what does your uh, daily schedule look like? Like, how are you? How are you doing? How are you making sure that you are taking care of your responsibilities from your Airbnb side, but also growing your business? You know, like, how does that work out in your life? Yeah. So, Priority management, like some pro would say, not time management, but priority management, right? That's pretty much it. So the cool thing about Airbnb and the model is real similar to wholesaling as far as once you set up the structure and the system, I have an Airbnb business, not an Airbnb job. So it works without me being part of it every single day, which is great because it gives me cash flow and I don't have to put a lot of time into actually making that. And then it gives me the freedom to be able to, to try to build the wholesaling business. And I just want to kind of, you know, copy that and do the exact same thing as far as the, the wholesaling goes. But my day pretty much consists of I wake up usually about 630. I hit the gym and I actually hit the gym. I know a lot of people say they hit the gym, but I'm not sure they're all hitting it. But I actually wake up, I hit the gym, uh, I get back to the house, take care of any admin stuff that I have to do in between like eight, and nine, by 9 a.m. I'm on power dialer. I call from nine to 12. Then I try to eat some lunch or do whatever I need to do. And I hop in the car and I drive some dollars from about one to four. Then I get home, try to eat some dinner or do whatever I need to do. And then I'm on the power dollar again from five to eight. Mm, six uh, hours my, a day. Yeah, that's my schedule every single day for the last two and a half months. Yeah. Right. Well, well, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I try to call a little bit on, on the weekends as well. And I drive Saturday mornings as well, usually from 10 to about one. I drive on Saturday. This is beautiful. So when he's talking, if you're not familiar, he's saying the power dialer. That is the dialer that's in the Mojo Cells dialing system. So mojocells.com, you can check it out. But the power dialer, it's calling numbers so that you don't have to pick up the phone and keep calling and calling and calling. Makes it super, super efficient so that you're just talking to a lot of people throughout 
uh, the hour or the 15 minutes or the 30 minutes or three hours or six hours that Keith does. How do you keep it up? I mean, did you start? Were you able to do hours at a time from day one? Did you build up? Like, how did that work for you? Yeah. So, I mean, even to this day, I, you know, after maybe an hour and a half, I may, you know, stand up and stretch my leg or something for an hour or excuse me, for maybe five minutes or so. And I sit back down and I keep calling. Um, it's not that hard because I'm, I'm very serious about building this business and, and I want to do it fast. I really do. I want to get it to where, you know, I can have the systems in place to be able to build this thing out to where I know I want it to be. So I call, you know, I just call. That's what I do. So I get on the phone every single day. I get my leads. I get on there and I just call because I'm extremely serious about making it happen as fast as possible. So proactive, baby. And that's the thing. You're going to get those deals that other people aren't because you're putting so much. I think anybody listening to this or watching this understands if you talk to enough people, you're going to get a deal. If you talk to a lot of people, you're going to get a lot of deals. If you talk to the right people, you're going to get massive deals, right? So it's just all about putting in the effort. It's really a simple, simple philosophy, you know, just like the TTP, you know, logo or the TTP, you know, name or whatever it is. It's just talking to people every single day. And it's awesome. One of the huge benefits that that I really appreciate uh, with you, Keith, is you live close. So you can drive to my office in Phoenix and spend some time, right? Which yeah, you did, yeah. which you did uh, last week with a couple other guys in the TTP program from California. And listen, if you're in Arizona or California or anywhere in the country, Fridays are open to my office. If you've ever seen my Instagram or ever seen the YouTube or anything, I have the who's who in my office here, just doors wide open. So it's really cool. But Keith, tell us about the experience you had uh, last Friday here. It was amazing. So I, I was... A little bit conflicted at first if I even wanted to go because I felt like my business wasn't sufficient enough. That was really my thought. But, you know, I understand that I ultimately wanted to go because I realized that in order to get my business where I want it to be on the level that you're on, I wanted to see exactly what that looked like. You know, it's hard to chase something if you don't really know the directions that you're going. So if I can see exactly what that looks like, I can see it. It's tangible. Now I've seen it exactly how the operation works. It's a lot, a lot easier, I should say, to be able to emulate. So I went out there and it was great. All you guys are great. The office is great. I mean, the energy is amazing. I'm sure as everyone can imagine. But just the insight, honestly, I mean, the, to be able to speak in, in eh, Chase. His name is Chase, right? My Pace. Boy. Pace. 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 Yep. Shout out to Pace, man. I don't know if you ever watched the video, Pace. Shout out to Pace. He's awesome. Everybody in that office was unbelievable go-givers as far as going out, you know, providing information that they have being willing to share. So it was a great experience. I'd suggest anybody that's able to do it to do so. Well, so my team only comes in on Fridays. They only come into the office on Fridays. The rest of the time they work from home. We've got all the systems in place to be able to do that. Everything runs efficiently. It's beautiful. But on Fridays, it was great because Eric, one of my callers slash texters, called a pre-foreclosure, got her on the phone, brought it into Pace. Pace Pace went and set an appointment here because it was a subject to opportunity. That's not my background. That's not my like expertise. So I, I push that to Pace. Pace gets it. Takes you guys to the appointment that yeah. afternoon, yeah. and then he locks it up later. I mean, it yeah. was just like from start to finish. You see, being proactive, the steps that it takes to get it done. And I thought that that was just really, really excellent for you guys to see it in real life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, let's talk about your your deals. You've been in this thing two months, and you've already closed the deal. Let's talk about it. Let's let's break this thing down. So tell me. Where did you find it? How did you first come in contact with them? What resources did you use? And most importantly, what'd you make? 
Yeah, so it was a, a code enforcement lead. Uh, of course, I got it TTP, baby. I got on the phone and I picked it up. Uh, I called the homeowner. I spoke to the husband. The, the property was in, actually was in him and his wife's name. Ended up speaking to the wife. Spoke to them maybe two or three times during follow-up, the first conversation. You know, we're interested in selling. We'll talk about it. Called him back probably three or four days later. Uh, we still haven't talked about it. Got him on the phone the third time. They said, come on down, you know, come take a look at it. Now, this property is probably probably about three hours away from, from where I am. So, you know, I pre-qualified him over the phone. You know, obviously the motivation, that was the most important thing that I focused on, why they wanted to sell. It was a lower price property. The property had a lot of distress. It had been burned down. It had fire damage. I mean, it was just, it was absolutely disgusting, which is perfect best properties for us. So I was extremely ecstatic about that. So yeah, went out there, sat down with them, spoke to them. Once I got there, wasn't too much resistance actually. So we went down, sat, and uh, I pretty much got locked up probably in about an hour. Built rapport with them, of course. Didn't really talk about the property. I didn't even walk the property, actually, the whole thing. So the front of the house, like I said, the whole house was burnt down. I saw the front of the house and, and how dilapidated it was. Yeah. I asked him, is the rest of the house just like this? He said, yeah. I said, I don't need to see it. So I pretty much understood what the property looked like. I met with them at their personal house. They obviously didn't live at the, the property that I bought. So we sat down with them at the kitchen table, spoke, built rapport for about an hour, got it locked up at a price. This is actually pretty interesting. So I got it locked up at one price. And then I went and they actually told me that they weren't looking to get everything closed for about another week. And I told them that we were looking to get it done today. If we need, if you guys needed a week, I could probably get you that but we're going to need to try to work on that price. So yep. went down, we got it down like $5,000 cheaper, got it locked up, and uh, yeah, I got it closed. So, it was pretty so they had, this was a rental property for them? This was, yeah, they have multiple. They had probably like, they had a portfolio of maybe 25, 30 properties. So it was just one that was just a thorn in their side. Like I said, it had burnt down. The guy said it was on a pretty big lot. It was on um, like a, a third of an acre. Mm. So he was thinking about putting some multifamily on there. You kind of know how that goes. He never really got around to it. It probably had just been sitting idle and desolate for a couple of years. I, I called him up. He said he hadn't even really thought about selling it. But hey, since you called me up and we kind of sparked the conversation and ultimately uh, I got it locked up with him. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So not only that, the nice thing is they own multiple properties. So there, right. could be, there could be opportunity for you to go back and get more deals from this one call. You went in. I think that it's so important to sit down with them, have that conversation, build the relationship. Because if you look at the core elements of every seller, one of them is they want to sell. Two right. of them. The second part is that they trust you to get the job done. Okay, right. so you got to build that relationship, right? You Absolutely. went in there, you got it, you built the relationship, they're feeling great about you, and you were able to get them to make a decision, which is huge. Now, from there, you've got a property three hours away. I hear people already thinking in their heads, or at least I was when they were saying that, do you have buyers three hours away? Like, where do you find the cash buyers to sell this property if it's not in your own backyard? Yeah. So no, I did not have any buyers three hours away to answer that question. When I got this deal, I had only been in, in the business for, I think, 25 days. So I didn't even really have a cash buyers list at all to be completely transparent. When I say none, I mean zero. I yeah. So uh, what I did was, well, shout out to, to Charles Stevens too, man. He's a, another TTP, actually the whole TTPOC family we got going out here, man. They were very instrumental in kind of helping me get that thing dispo. But Facebook. I posted it up on Facebook. I put it up on Craigslist. I went into all the, the Facebook groups. 
posted it up there. And I think I ended up finding the, the eventual buyer from the, the Facebook group. But another thing I did was I skipped trace cash buyers out in that area and called them up. Now, that's not how I find the, the eventual buyer, but I was able to, to build and then augment my, my cash buyers list from those activities. But yeah, that's what I did. Uh, skip trace cash buyers in the area, Facebook, Craigslist. Where did you pull those cash buyers from? Yeah, so I do everything. All of my business is all done from Property Radar, actually. Property um, Radar, awesome. Yeah, that, yep. yeah. so I, I skip trace them from Property Radar. Even the phone numbers I call from, from the skip trace numbers that I get, I actually have a VA that skip trace them directly from Property Radar and uploads them into my mojo, and I, and I get them done that way as well. So that's awesome. what Property yeah, Radar is a great resource, by the way. It's only available in, I think, a handful of states. West Coast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in only a handful of states. It takes a little bit of time to kind of figure out all the filters and figure out the functionality of it. Uh, but they're accurate. It has been outstanding. But yeah, it's a phenomenal resource for sure. So if it's available in your uh, state, I think it's like a 90 bucks a month or something, right? 79. 80, 79, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. So, and they have phone numbers now, not for every property and not all of them are the best, but they do have some phone numbers and it comes with that price. So you might as well just call them from that and see if you can get a hold of them. And if you can't, then obviously skip through something like batch skip tracing.com or whatever. So yeah. Awesome, Keith. So what'd you lock it up for and how much did you make? So I actually locked the property up for $13,000. I locked this property up for uh, approximately, and approximately sold it for about eighteen thousand. So I made $5,000 on the property. $5,000 in your first yes, 25 days. Yes, sir. I love it. Hold on a second. <laughs> Go. Go. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Now, listen, here's the deal. Is this that massive deal that we talk about here all the time? No, this isn't a 50K deal here, but this is that deal. This is that crucial deal in the beginning of your business that takes you across the bridge, that bridge being faith to fact, right? right. Having the faith that you can do it, having the faith that you're going to be able to, to make something happen, having a faith that you can be an entrepreneur, having a faith that you can be an incredible wholesaler to moving over to that place that's fact. When you're holding that check, when you're depositing money into your account, it is real. Am I Absolutely. right? Absolutely. 100%. And, and I mean, I'm a dude who has a lot of faith, to be honest. And I understand, you know, business. I understand this model. I had never wholesaled before. I can't say I had a whole lot of doubt that people were making money in this industry, but it's human nature. I don't care how positive of a person you are. If you do something every single day and you get told no 99% of the time when you do that and every day goes by and you still haven't got a deal, you still have, it starts to creep into your mind no matter what. Like I know these guys are making money, but maybe I can't. And trust me, I am a pretty confident guy. And I'm right. a pretty positive guy. And I'd be, I wouldn't be honest with you right now if I told you that didn't. And that's only after 25 days. I, I was like, after a week, I'm like, I haven't got one yet. What the heck's taking me so long? Because I, I have that type of uh, belief in myself. And I yep. know the, the effort and energy that I allocate towards trying to trying to be successful at this thing. So, you know, it crept into my mind. But like you said, I'm now transitioned into fact as opposed to faith. So yep. now I was trying to emulate that effort. And I know if I continue to do that, yep. I'll emulate the results. Love it. Yeah. Let me ask you this. And I think that this is really important. What do you think is the hardest part about cold calling. What's the hardest part about making those calls for you? Yeah. Yeah. To be very honest, it's not, it's not hard for me to be honest. Nothing. I mean, of course it's not very fun. I mean, of course there's a million other things you can do. So I guess technically 
But it's really not hard, to be very honest with you. So the, re- the kind of the repetitious boredom. No. no? So, uh, so I watched the majority of your videos, and I forgot the guy's name. He's one of your – sounds like one of your good friends from way back. You guys worked together. He said he used to play Madden Luke. when he does his skull call. He said Luke he's like still the best. still does. Yeah, Luke yeah, called here in Tempe, Arizona. Phenomenal. The best cold caller in the country, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, he played Madden Live for four hours every day. So I, I'm not a video game player, but I love sports. So what I do now is the night before I call, I get on my TV and I record every single game that's on NBA TV, ESPN, every single game. Uh, I record it. And then the next day when I make my cold calls, I turn my TV on, I turn the volume down to minimal, and I just watch the game as I call. And when they pick up, I get on, I do my call. If not, I keep my eyes on TV and I watch the game. So I don't mind it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a win. It's a, this is the greatest to business of all time. <laughs> yeah. I actually look forward to the calls because I get to watch the games. Before, when I used to work, I used to always limit or even exclude watching any TV because I had to do other things. I had to work on Airbnb. This is before wholesaling. And it was almost like I wouldn't have the time or energy or effort to watch the games. Now I get to watch every single game that comes on TV and make money while I do it. So it's a win-win for me, for sure. So what are you watching? Football, basketball, Bay all, all the above, baby. So I, I'm a huge Ravens fan right now. Now, transparency, I'm a bandwagon Ravens fan. But Lamar Jackson, my guy, so I've been watching a lot of the Ravens. I'm a Warriors fan. I'm from the Bay Area so yep. this year. But, yeah, just every game, man. Yeah, so I watch college basketball. I'm a huge North Carolina guy. So just watching the games. Yeah. Love it. That is, yeah. dude. I am telling you, you were inspiring so many people. Like everybody thinks that this is like the hardest thing ever. And it's like pulling teeth to get on there and be consistent. Find something like that. Find, Find something that makes it fun and exciting. Now, should you be able to be focused and be good and build your skills and understand personalities? Absolutely. But I'm telling you, Once you make enough calls, once you have enough experience, you're going to know instantly who you're talking to. You're going to understand what personality they are. You're going to understand like the way that that their tone is. You're going to understand whether or not they're going to work with you in the first 30, 45 seconds. If they're not, move on. This is not like crazy. This isn't some sort of rocket science. This is just talking to people and you get the opportunity to make thousands of dollars from one phone call. It's incredible. Absolutely. It's absolutely incredible. Absolutely. That's yeah. great. Well, give, give give some advice to people starting out. I mean, this was you 60 days ago. So give some advice, like talk about what people should be doing their first 30, 60, 90 days once they make that decision. And that's number one. You got to make the decision that you're going to actually take action in this business. That's day one. So day one to day 60, let's call it. Keith, what advice do you have for him? When you make the decision, actually make the decision. That's probably my very first thing. Don't say you made the decision, but then don't make the decision to allocate the proper effort that's necessary to make that decision you know, become a success. That's obviously the best thing that I can honestly say. All the tangible things, they're all in the modules. Everybody yeah. knows when you see it as far as what you need to do tangible. You, know, you can find that in, in Facebook group and it's all in the modules. But I honestly think like this business and anything, honestly, if we're being fully transparent, anything that you're successful at, it's really not what you're doing. It's how you're doing it and how much you're doing it and how much effort you're really putting towards it. And I know it's vanilla and I'm sure a million people said it, but they're saying it because it's the fact. It's not really hard what we're doing. It's all about the mindset. It really is all about the mindset. You have to you have to make a declaration to yourself that you're going to be successful at this and you're going to put forth the effort to get what it is that you're trying to build, you're not going to see the results. 
You love, love it. Love yeah. it. How can people get in touch with you? How can people talk to you? How can people kind of, you know, obviously you're building your business. You're new to this. You're you've got the the TTP OC crew that you're that you're involved with <laughs> and running with. I got I, I got I already mentioned my man Charles, man. But I gotta mention Dory and my man Pat as well. TTP OC. We're out here building it, man. We're working for sure. Pat texted me today that he he just closed. He just got a massive deal. Locked it up for twenty five, sold it for seventy nine or something. Just crazy. He's he's on it. So uh, that's how you got a great great community there. But uh, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, so email is probably the best. So my email address is uh, it's K for my first name and then dot and then my last name, which is Rucker R U C K E R at homebly dot com and homebly is H O M E. B-L-E-E.com. Awesome. Love it. Yes, Guys, reach Perfect. out if you're in the area or if, if you're getting started in this business, you want to reach out to somebody that is absolutely being proactive. You want to be inspired. You want to you want to get around Keith. Reach out to him and uh, and say hello. And if you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family. It is the TTP program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Scroll down, check it out. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. And I look forward to working with you personally. Keith, thank you, man. Thank you for you being around man, here. There it is. You look, you look good in the TTP hoodie. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> yeah, guys, as always, I encourage you to talk to people. Love you. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.